0: it's Lisa here. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Heart Diaries. Today we are going to be talking about affirmations. And I wanted to talk about affirmations today because there's something which is a bit of a bugbear of mine, which is called spiritual bypassing, whereby people have toxic positivity And they're all love and light and rainbows and healing, as we know, is not like that at all. I mean, there are parts of it that are like that, but uh, we're going to do some truth talking today. And I'm going to tell you how you can use affirmations in a way that will help you if you feel stuck or frustrated and you feel that they don't work for you and there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing them wrong. All right. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we do. I've got some exciting news. Guess what happened yesterday? So I'm recording this, and it's the oh, it's the Taurus full moon eclipse. I think. Let me just check. Yep, I found a little postie on social media that tells me that this full moon is called a blood moon, and it's a total lunar eclipse, and it's in Taurus. So this is about overcoming fears and challenges with grace. So go gentle, be kind to yourselves and you're going to go through a major transformation. And eclipse energy normally lasts about six months. So the full moon is about letting go and the new moon is about um, making, um, setting, setting intentions, setting goals, wishes. I like to call them new moon wishes when I work with the children. That's what we used to call them but it's more about setting intentions and asking the universe for what you want. So by the time you read this, uh, read this, listen to this, (laughs) it will be over. But um, I feel like there's a lot of energy going on. um, And I feel, I feel an excitement. So Taurus is in my second house in my astrology chart, which is about self-worth and about um, what I value, my values. And it's also about luxury you know like what what is luxury to you so I'm very much into liking the finer things in life I'm not ashamed of that because I've been raised in that environment and I know that I'm lucky my my nanny always used to say if you can have the best if you can afford the best have the best and you know if you can afford something and you make it it's more of an investment piece I think I mean back when I was younger I was like a Primark shopper and a high fashion items, but when you get to my ripe old age of 47 or 48, God, I can't remember how old I am, when you're nearly 50, (laughs) it's more about investing in yourself. And for me, actually, it's less about luxury items like clothes and jewellery and handbags and shoes, and it's more about experiences and emotional well-being and coaching. And this year, I've spent a shit ton of money on coaching and self-development which has really helped me pivot my business. But anyway, back to my exciting news. I digress. Yesterday, I had a call scheduled in with the headmistress of my old uh, junior school, which is at, it's, my, it's my infant and juniors, which has now merged into one school. It's called Ottershaw Church of England School. And so it does reception right up to, um, before you go to secondary school, if you're not listening in the UK, because I know you have a different different system to us and oh she was such a lovely lady and from the minute I spoke to her I knew that we were on the same page because I was reminiscing about all the teachers and she said oh I might know some of them and I said oh I doubt it I said I'm nearly 50 and she said no go on try me so we were going through all the teachers names and one of my teachers had been on mastermind so she remembered him and we were chatting and then I said oh you know what my favorite pudding at school was butterscotch tart with shaving cream and she went yep still is still is everyone's favorite always going to the kitchen and say make more for the staff she said did you used to scrape it off the pastry and just eat it off the spoon and I was like yeah and then I just knew kindred spirits obviously meant to talk and actually she did say that at the end of the conversation so I got into a conversation about how the children are struggling post-covid and um how, how the school is run and I wanted to share it with you because for those of you that are feel like our system doesn't support children and that is something that I'm always ranting and raving about like children can't learn unless they feel emotionally safe hello 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 and I get quite annoyed about it but this school it's amazing what they do so they do a traffic light system for assessing um, your comfort zone so you know everyone has like a zone of tolerance so they do uh, red amber green and As soon as you come into a classroom, you get asked how you feel and you get asked if you need help with your feelings. And they're teaching this from reception. So they're teaching the children to regulate their emotions and check in with their bodies as soon as they go into the classroom. And when they come in from playtime, they don't start learning until they've had quiet time and they they do mindfulness. I hate that word, but yeah, we all know what mindfulness is, so I'll use it. Before they start to learn and I just said to her oh my god if every school in the world did that the world would just be such you know the next generation would have just such a different experience of life and from that moment on we just like clicked and so. I talked to her about buying my book Stuck Between Two Worlds and said it came with a free read along book and she could do group work with that or one to one work. And she said, oh, wow, teaching assistants would love that. I told her about my smiley thought cards, which are my kids affirmation cards. And I told her about um, my library of emotional literacy classes. So I've got like this library of 22 classes that do all the emotions like anger, sadness, disappointment, gratitude, frustration, kindness, love confidence worries like they're all in there I think it's like eight pound a download or something ridiculous like that but they're like 60 minute classes and each class has got like three techniques for calming down and soothing those emotions and she said oh my god and I said well you could use that as a training library for your teaching assistants she was like yes so I've agreed to go back to my old school next Friday and drop off a copy of my book and the um and the read-along which is free. You can get that on my website if you like. I'll drop a link in the show notes for you. It's so good. Even if you do it like with your inner child in mind, it's good. And that's what we've been doing at Book Club actually this week. Oh yes, we kicked off Book Club on Thursday. Amazing. It was so amazing. What a lovely group of wild hearts. I was just so excited. And um, it was just lovely to meet more of you and um, be able to support you on your healing journey. Yeah so yeah so I'm gonna go back to my school next Friday and she said I said to her do you go in the front door and your your office is like two doors down on the left and she was like yep yeah, nothing's changed it's exactly the same <laughs> so I'll keep you posted on that and uh I'll fill you in so let's start today's session then i um, talking about or today's podcast episodes, I should say. But these are like mini coaching sessions, aren't they? And I'll have some journal prompts for you. So let me just have a slurp of my tea. I feel like I need to wet my whistle today. I'm quite dehydrated. Um, right, I'm shuffling. So I'm going to pull us an affirmation card to set the tone of this. Um, to set the tone of this episode. Let's just see what sort of energy wants to come through. Come on, cards. Talk to me. It's lovely when you use the cards with the children. Actually, um, we do something called the slide, where you get the whole deck of cards and you fly them across the room as if you were like doing a, te- a backhand in-, in tennis. You know, like you just whoosh, let go of them and they all they all sort of fly out in a in a row, and then one of them normally flips flips over or the deck normally separates. And I'm like, "That's your card. That's your card. Go and get it. Go and get it." <laughs> they love that. The boys in particular like that. Oh, come on, cards. They're very quiet. They're, they're all being very orderly and well behaved. Are you going to talk to me? Maybe it's all the cards in here that we need to do. <laughs> we need messages. I just wanted to set the energy. So the cards are split into like rainbows, hearts, stars and sunbursts. And they represent confidence, love, positivity and encouragement. So I wonder what sort of energy we're going to get. Well, you know, what? I'm just going to pull one. Right, here we go. What one have we got here? Oh, it's a, it's a heart card. And it says, I'm proud of who I am. Well, it's a little boy playing football and kicking a ball. And on the back, it says, stop comparing yourself to others. Be the best version of yourself. Right. So this is what I mean by po- toxic t- positivity. <laughs> I'm not drinking wine I'm drinking tea toxic positivity be the best version of yourself um, but it's not about being perfect it's not about being a happy clapper and a Pollyanna and saying everything's going to be fine and I'm fine you know that whole when people say I'm fine and you know that they're not fine when they tell you oh I'm fine yeah everything's fine Ross from Friends do you remember that episode? When he cooks for heaters, I think I might have talked about it before, but your sort of goal on your healing journey is to be the most fully expressed version of you. But obviously I can't use those words for kids because they don't understand. And when I, maybe it was wrong for me to write be the best, although it's just to inspire and motivate them. So yeah, but don't compare yourself to other people. They're not on the same path as you. We're all on a different path. We're all here to learn different things. We've all got different things to bring to the party. So I am proud of who I am. So affirmations normally start with I am, with a word after them. They're positive statements that affirm to your brain who you are. It's great for kids, really great for kids, especially kids that worry. But they're also good for adults. And I did another episode on here. So episode 11 on here was um, uh, self-love affirmations for when you've lost your way. So if you haven't listened to that, and I talk about how Louise Hay, who is the um, author of um, You Can Heal Your Life, and she founded Hay House Publishing, where you'll find a lot of spiritual healers and teachers um, and lots of affirmation decks. She got me into affirmations. But what I didn't realize when I started doing affirmations was, That they weren't going to work for me because I had PTSD, I had childhood trauma, and I was living in survival mode. So, before we go any further, actually, that could be a journal prompt for you. I'm proud of who I am. After this, after you've listened to this, take some time to sit down and write about what you're proud of in your life and notice the ways in which you compare yourself to others comparison is the thief of joy don't let others steal your joy you are you love you for you um so yes yeah, so these affirmations don't didn't work for me but what I used to do was I used to get up in the morning I'd say them in the mirror I'd write them out in my diary 100 million times I I've I had a deck of affirmation cards I used to listen to them on loop like on an audio and what you're trying to do with that is you're trying, because our brain is neuroplastic, you're trying to change the neural pathways to your brain and rewire it to think positively because our brain doesn't give a shit whether we're happy or not. It's not wired for happiness. Our brain is wired for survival, for safety. It wants to feel safe. So it's it's looking out for what's wrong, what's missing, what's dangerous. That's our brain's job. Well, Obviously, if you've got trauma, you're hypervigilant. And if you're in survival mode, you'll either be in a fight, flight, freeze or fawn. So fight when you're in survival mode is you're angry and you're attacking, you're blaming, you're finger pointing and you're with everyone. And then flight is when you want to run away. Freeze is when you are, um, you know, like get down, nobody move, don't say anything and actually freeze responders are normally you feel like your voice has been stolen like you can't find the words when you're in a freeze uh, stress response and then the fourth one is friend or fawn and that's when you hit when you're a people pleaser basically and you over pacify and you abandon yourself and you um your goal is to keep the other person happy so in my experience, if you've been abused or you're the scapegoat of your family system, you have a pronounced uh, fawn freeze response or freeze fawn, is it? I don't know which way around it is. Freeze fawn. Yeah, probably freeze freeze fawn. <sighs> but when you freeze, you can also be in a state of depression and total collapse where, you know, you feel like you can't, you can't move or you feel numbed out, checked out and actually if you sort of flitter between fight flight fight flight fight flight at some point you are going to go into some kind of collapse because your nervous system is exhausted and that's why people get autoimmune diseases i believe and that the, you know the body's attacking itself and you've got autoimmune i'm not a doctor but you know do your homework read around it there's lots of links if you go and look under scholarly on google links into abuse and um childhood trauma and autoimmune unfortunately but yeah if you've been abused if you think about it if you've been abused as a child and you've had your boundaries um broken or you didn't have any boundaries you will have lived in survival mode won't you but the thing is is that what we norm what we tend to ask ourselves is when we when we have childhood trauma is what's wrong with me So you start doing all these affirmations, you go on Instagram and you see everyone doing it and they're like, dance under the full moon and do your affirmations and chant and I've done all that. And yeah, it's lovely. It's beautiful. actually, there is a power in chanting. And there's definitely a power in mantra, like repeating something over and over again. You know, we're very much creatures of habit. We learn through repetition and routine. So that's all great. But if you've got childhood drama, it's the wrong tool for the job. You know, it's like trying to build a house or an extension on a house with Lego bricks. It's going to take you a really long time. What you actually need is, you know, like um, an architect, someone to draw up the plans, a surveyor. You need proper concrete blocks and cement. You know, you need the right tools for the job. So, <laughs> so why doesn't it work? Well, I'm going to ex- try and explain to you. It's to do with your well, it's to do with your dysregulated nervous system. So being in that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. So your first job is to regulate your nervous system. You are so emotionally dysregulated that your brain, you know, you, your actual thinking brain or learning brain has gone offline. Hence why I was saying at the beginning of this, you can't learn if you're in survival mode. If you have got such high stress levels, There's no space inside of you for new information to go in, right? There's none. And then, you know, it it makes you feel like crap when you think everyone else is doing it and you can't. Um, But you will have, usually when you've got childhood trauma, a brutal inner critic, which is normally like the internalised voice of your perpetrator or your aggressive or passive aggressive parent it's a shaming voice and it shames you to keep you small and controllable because if you grew up in survival mode you grow up in a family that's in fear living in fear living in fear and obligation and guilt in the fog as we like to call it and the inner critic is brutal and relentless for me nitpicks it criticizes it notices everything I do wrong it's hyper vigilant it's constantly on the lookout for danger it doesn't trust anybody it doesn't trust anybody it's suspicious why are you being nice to me what do you want <laughs> unfortunately but you know I, I understand why I think like that because um given the way that I was raised it's very hard to trust people so First of all, you need to identify your inner critic, that voice that wants to criticise and shame you or keep you small. Can you identify that? The way that you can do that is you can sit down with your journal in the morning and do what's called morning pages. This comes from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I shall drop that in the show notes for you, where you literally write your stream of consciousness on the page. Set a timer on your phone, write for three minutes, write whatever the hell comes into your head, write it all out and it will tell you all the things that are wrong, tell you what it's worried about, tell you why you can't do it. If ever you try to expand or you go through change and you're growing, it comes in to kind of, I mean, you could say it's self-protective because if as a child you got big, too big, someone would bring you back down to earth again, wouldn't you? You're getting too big for your boots. Who do you think you are? What are you doing? So... If you but whenever we go through change, our energy expands. And so that can feel dangerous to us because there's a child part of us inside of us that wasn't safe. And if you want to do work on your inner child, the place to be for that is the World Heart Book Club, which is running now as we speak in November, and will probably I will probably run it again in March next year. So there is a wait list if you want to put your name on the wait list for that and join us. Because we do lovely work in there. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, yeah. So identify that voice, and then, and then journal from the voice of the inner child, the child part of you who feels the weight of that shame. So let her have a voice. And there's two ways that you can respond to that voice. You can, you can offer that child part of you compassion and reassurance and unconditional love like you didn't deserve to be spoken to like that you shouldn't have been treated in that way the adults were there they were meant to protect you I understand why you're frightened now so you can offer reassurance to that in a child as she writes about how awful she feels and and the the sort of shame that we feel isn't just the shame that causes us to correct our or right our behavior when we've upset someone or made a mistake this is more about toxic shame which is at our core we believe that we're a bad person and fundamentally there is something wrong with us and it's a horrible feeling and for me it manifests in my physical body as just like a really heavy feeling in the pit of my stomach and sometimes it can be a flush of like heat so I suppose that's the shame and embarrassment that goes all runs all the way through my body right up to my face and then my face will go red but shame is great for controlling people, isn't it? But it's horrible when you feel that toxic shame, when you feel bad, rotten to your core. So you can offer compassion to that child part of you and you just welcome in all the feelings and let them be expressed. Be be the good enough parent to that inner child part of you and say, you know, I understand validate i see you i saw that happening that should never have happened where are the adults that were meant to keep you safe who allowed that to happen how dare they you know like shame them <laughs> give the shame back to them bloody pour it all back over them and let them feel it so that they can do some healing work on themselves i doubt that's going to happen i feel like when you have a an abuser their shame is calcified you know it's hardened so they d- and it's buried really deep inside of them so they don't feel it and some of them are lacking in a conscience i believe that's what i believe um and then give that child part of you permission to be loved and the affirmation that your child part needs to hear is it's safe for you to grow it's safe for you to heal it's safe for you to let love in. It's safe for you to let kind words in. Um, you know, there's no one here that's going to punish you now. What they're going to do? Send you to your room for the weekend without any dinner. What they're going to do? Smack you with the wooden spoon. What they're going to do? Come around your house and bang on the door until you answer it. What they're going to do? Keep sending you ta- You know, what are they going to do? They can't hurt you now. You're an adult, and that's when you need to separate yourself out from the child part of you, and the adult part of you says, you know. Come on, I'm going to take care of you now. So I think when you're doing affirmations, what you want to start them off with is it is safe for me to or I give myself permission to, not the I am ones. Do those ones first. Do those for a few days. Keep having that dialogue with your inner child. That's key to your healing is to talk to those parts of you that are frozen or forgotten or fragmented from your psyche. Then that's what the trauma's done. And um, and no, do that for a period of time and then come and let me know how you feel. You can write in the comments on this post or you can leave me a voice note on Instagram or you can leave voice notes on Anchor FM if you're listening on Anchor FM, which I think is quite cool. <laughs> so, yes, you want to start off your affirmations with it's safe for me to or I give myself permission to. And safety is the key thing. And that's why I started off today's episode talking about that lovely school that I'm going to go and visit next Friday. <laughs> so if you're interested in my Smiley Thought cards, I'll put a link to them in the show notes. I usually do a Black Friday sale offer, but I'm doing something a little bit different this year. And if you're on my newsletter list, you will hear about that. But, you know, get curious, get playful, have fun with it, switch up the energy um, and just be gentle and kind and loving to yourself you deserve loving kindness it's safe for you to let love in if you had a jealous parent or a parent that competed with you or maybe that's where the comparison comes from on that I am proud of myself yeah then it wouldn't have felt safe to let love in because if you were receiving more love and attention than that parent if you were outshining that parent then you were in trouble weren't you I think there's an unwritten rule in dysfunctional families that say, shine and show up perfectly and make us look good, but don't outshine me. You stay in your place, you stay in your role that I've given you. Of course, this is all unconscious, it's not consciously done. Um, so yeah, so I hope that's helpful to you. There's quite a lot of journaling for you to do today, but I'd love to hear how you how you get on. And um, remember that if you hear things on the internet, if you watch a YouTube video or you see something on Instagram and you're thinking, oh God, I can't do that, or oh God, that's me and you feel flooded with shame, just gently remind yourself There's probably a really good reason why I can't do that and I might need some help with it and it's safe for me to ask for help and find someone who's kind and that I can trust and it's safe for me to be curious about why I can't do it and just investigate that more. You're not doing it wrong, it's not the end of the world, the sky isn't falling on your head but the trauma will make you think that it's you that's the problem and there's a meme actually, there's a Taylor Swift meme going around (coughs) on the internet at the moment which... I think it's lyrics to one of her songs which says hi it's me I'm the problem it's me I'm the problem and therapists are kind of using it as a bit of a joke and saying this is what you want clients to say when they turn up to a session but again you can misinterpret that I think what the meme is saying is we've got to take responsibility for the way that we bring ourselves to the world what happened to us when we were growing up when we were abused or we were raised in chaotic households when we were raised in the fog fear obligation and guilt that wasn't our fault That wasn't our fault. We were raised by children trapped in adults bodies who were also deeply, deeply traumatized. And that was not our fault. But I think what the meme is saying is. You've got to be radically honest with yourself. You've got to show up to those sessions or show up to therapy or show up to healing and tell the truth to yourself and take responsibility 100% billion percent responsibility for what you can do to change your life because nobody is coming to save you and you are here to save yourself okay so I'm going to leave it there for today and I've loved chatting with you Um, until next time be gentle with yourselves stay wild choose love so much love to you Bye for now.